Welcome to The Everglow, a podcast with real advice you can actually use to live a better, happier life, especially if you're an empath. No burning sage, no crystals, no BS. Join me as I travel the world sharing the valuable lessons I learn. Hit subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you're listening to this to get new episode updates. What is up, everybody? Mr. International coming at you from Shargao still. It's the island that just sucks you in and doesn't let you go. Somebody told me that there's a curse on this island, and the curse is once you get here, you never want to leave. And somehow I found myself still here, uh, like I mentioned, for the second time uh, in a week. All right, so I'm still here with the famous Mr. Thailandy. And today we thought, you know, we're looking, mulling over a few things to talk about they were overly x-rated so we're gonna temper it down and talk about the benefits of travel so what i got thailandy on the bed next to me no not in that way we're just sharing a room so what's going on thailandy what are you up to well you know i've um after a couple of weeks of traveling i checked my check out my credit card statement and <laughs> it was a little high right and um Got me thinking about whether or not there is an ROI to traveling, right? And what's the ideal ROI that um, you should, one should aim for in traveling? Because we know like there's different types of traveling. There's like the very typical Costco-style traveling where you buy a package, just shuttle you around the shows, you get res- restaurants for a couple of weeks, and then you go home, right? Is, that, is there an ROI there? Right. There's also other traveling that I've done where uh, I'll go to a particular city. I'll stay there for three weeks and really assimilate and meet locals. Um, is that is that a good ROI? Like, what what is um um what's what's the best what what are the pros and cons of all these different ways of traveling? Yeah, it's a good question, especially for those of you that haven't traveled. And so just to, when you when you guys hear Thailandy mention the word or the term ROI, he's referring to return on investment. So what are you getting back for what something is costing you? So, you know, a lot of it depends on the, a lot of it depends on the style of travel and where you are in your life. Um, you know, if you are maybe a young family with a couple of kids you may be more inclined to do one of these package trips like Thailand is talking about through Costco or Expedia where you're buying the flight and hotel all bundled into one price so you know exactly what you're getting. Um, or if you're you know, searching for your soul and you wanna get lost in the middle of a jungle in some country, that's another type of travel where you know the, the cost could be unlimited. Now, at least, at least in our particular situation right now from the Philippines, as big as Thailandi's credit card bill is, all I'll say is thank God you're not in Europe because that bill probably would be quintuple what it is right now, I'm guessing. Right. So, right. And then what's like ROI there, right? Um, versus the different places that you could go um, where your dollar lasts longer. 
Definitely. Yeah. yeah. You know, one benefit of here is we can just go to any restaurant, order whatever we feel like without even looking at the right-hand column on the menu of the prices. Whereas in Europe, you know, you wouldn't do that. You wouldn't order like a three-course meal at a fancy restaurant. Whereas here, the most expensive place you go is going to cost you maybe $9 for a, a high-end meal. Right. Mm. So. Right. Right. So, yeah, the question is the pros and cons of these different types of travels. So let's start off with, you know, we talked a little bit about it yesterday. Let's start off with solo travel where you're just building the trip on your own. Do you want to start with that? Yeah. So solo travel is just that. You're, you're going to travel by yourself or with a friend. Let's call it even with a friend. But you're going to be your own tour guide or tour operator. It's kind of like when people are their own contractor on building something or constructing something at their house. Instead of hiring somebody to just put it all together and giving them one fixed price, you're going to shop the, pr- the price of the plane ticket. You're going to shop what hotel you're going to stay at and pay it. You're going to shop your tours and buy them individually. And that's one style of travel. And for some people, they don't have the patience for it. Um, others do. At least, I don't know about you. For me, over time, I've come to love it. Like, I actually enjoy... And don't get me wrong, I do do the, tour, the group tours myself. But I actually like researching the hell out of things and using TripAdvisor to figure out what's the best hotel for me, wh- where's the best location. I like digging around for the good deals on flights. Um... You know, so there are benefits to that because at least when you're doing it doing it that way, you can pick where you want to stay. Because often in a tour, you know, you, they're going to put you in an okay hotel, but maybe you don't want to be there in that particular hotel. But to be honest, in tours, it doesn't matter because you're usually never in your hotel room anyway. So, you know, solo travel means flexibility, right? Mm-hmm. Um, flexibility in what you're going to do, when you're going to do it. And for a lot of people, that's the important part of travel. They want to be able to control their time. Uh, and you get to do that a lot more when you're piecing it together by yourself. Right. Well, I, I think you uh, touched upon uh, one of the, one of the uh, uh, joys of doing it yourself, which is to do all the research, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Right. Like all that planning, anticipation that's part of the part of the fun whereas with the tour i mean you've done tours as well um how does that compare with one of those bundled group tours um it's kind of like just no thinking right so Hmm. there's a there's something really nice to the bundled group tours from a, a cost perspective i don't know because i'm really good at what i do in terms of researching and getting good deals I don't necessarily know if uh, getting a tour is always cheaper, but it can, it, uh, if, you're, if you're not a seasoned traveler, definitely getting a tour is going to be cheaper because when you buy a tour, the tour operator is getting a, a discount on the, you know, booking 20 rooms at a time, mm-hmm. which you will never get a deal like that. They're, they're getting bulk discounts on being, in a, you know, the bus, the transportation, the meals, getting into facilities. Like I remember I did a Contiki trip to, well, one of the countries ended up being uh, France. We went to Paris and my favorite building in the world, if you don't know, this is the Eiffel Tower, even though it's in France. And um, I remember when we got there, just line up, like the lineup was probably a kilometer long to get into the Eiffel Tower. 
And I remember when we got there, I'm like, man, do we have to wait in this? Like, don't we have the rest of the tour and all these things to do? And because we were in this tour group, they had strings that we didn't even wait in line. We just bypass walked past the whole line and went straight up because Contiki had, they had the pull to do that, which had I done that solo, I would have most certainly had to spend probably two hours standing in line just to get into the Eiffel Tower. So, so if, if your goal is to really maximize your time and to see all the sites, the popular sites, then it does seem like something prepackaged is the most efficient way to go. You know, essentially, you come out of it with the most Instagrammable pictures and, you know, just, um, uh, I guess you're just getting a lot of perceived value from that. Just all the places that you get to see in a short amount of time and relatively maybe even less expensive than you it would have cost. Yeah, I think so for sure. So I, th I think you're right. Like if I, I, I think if you do want to sightsee, mm -hmm. see the Great Wall of China, see whatever you want to see in whatever country. Like let's say you want to visit a bunch of museums or landmarks. I think group tours are way better than doing it solo. Um, not even just for the money side. What I found is when you do these tours solo, you know you don't have a guide with you. And the benefit of being in a tour group is they've organized everything. So they've organized you getting there at a certain time. They're organizing you getting in, you know, because one thing you may not realize is a lot of these places have caps, limits on how many people can, can get in, how many tickets they sell a day. A great example is Machu Picchu. I didn't really think twice about it, but in Machu Picchu, only so many people can go there to see the Machu Picchu per day. And that sells out. I don't even know, maybe days or months, weeks in advance. Mm -hmm. Months. I had months. I had no idea. So had I shown up to Machu P Aguas Calientes to go see Machu Picchu solo, I would have just been eating at a cafe with my balls in my hands because I wouldn't have actually been able to go see this, this wonder of the world. Mm -hmm. uh, but thankfully, because I had a tour group, they organized all of that. Like, you know, they had to get the tickets. They got us in. They got us to the place. I got to see everything, but also importantly is we had guides that explained the, his, the rich history and all the nuances of Machu Picchu, how they discovered it and what have you. Mm -hmm. Had I just gone there, I would have had, either had to find, find a guide and hired a guide, which wouldn't have been cheap, or I would have just had to gone there and, show, gone there and you know, figured it out on my own. And you miss the history. Like I went to um, Chichen Itza in Cancun, and we didn't have a guide. I just went with my family. And it was kind of like lackluster because a lot of people were there with groups and the guides were explaining every building, every structure and all the, the how the, the, it was the Mayans, I believe, right? How yeah. they worked. But when I was just there with my family, I was like, this is nice, but it kind of sucks because I don't really know what I'm looking at. Right, right. Right? Like, it, it, they, they provide meaning to, to the scenery. Yeah, which you get in a group. Right. Um, and had I just hired... The tour, the the bus to get there, and a tour guide. When I got there, it just wouldn't be the same thing. Like the, these group tours, when you're seeing national thing, I mean monuments, it's so much fun because you're like making fun of the place or, you know, having fun. I don't know. I've always had a much better time sightseeing with a group than just by myself. Because a lot of these things, you you want to share the experience with somebody too. And at least with you're in a, even if you're not with a significant other, at least when you're in a group, you're kind of still sharing that those moments with other people. You know. Right. Right. So, um, 
I mean, also the, the transportation not only is it cheaper, but I would imagine it's more efficient. Meaning, like the the flights, the buses, the trains, the schedule is already set and predetermined, so that you're not like sitting around for half a day or a day yeah. waiting for your next flight, right? I would imagine. Yeah, I think that helps a lot. You know, because as an example, like. Here we are in the hotel room in Shargao, and because because we don't have a fixed schedule and we're on an island, you know, right now we're just relaxing. But and I don't think we'll regret all this downtime, you know, because everything's go 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 back in LA. But were we on a tour, we'd have that muse, we'd have that push to kind of like, okay, guys, we got to do this now, that now, and you get to see a lot more stuff. Right. But it's when you're solo, it's very easy to be like, uh, maybe tomorrow. Okay, nah, maybe the day after. And the next thing you know, you're leaving and you've missed seeing all this great stuff. Like a, a tour group can force you to ex- have all these incredible experiences that you wouldn't normally have mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when you're solo. Um, so, but they both have their place. I, I, I've had some great solo trips. And for the, those great solo trips were really, not because I wanted to see anything in particular, but mostly because I just needed that, that mental space to not be around people for a minute. But group tours have always been exceptional. Like you, you, you're like a little family when you're touring with people. Yeah. Well, well, because well, you guys are all in it together, right? So, for, the, for however many days it is, you're in it together. Everybody's generally of like mind, of the same mindset. So everybody kind of helps take care of each other. Um, for the most part, I did have one group once when I went to Morocco. We had this group of sisters, or these three sisters from the United States, and. They hadn't, they clearly weren't travelers. They were just like together on this trip. And, you know, going to Morocco isn't probably what you should do if it's like a first trip. But anyhow, they were just kind of weird. Like two of the sisters were okay. One of them was like a nurse. And she was, she didn't understand what it meant to be in a group and how you kind of the camaraderie of a group travel. So a funny little anecdote. I don't know what allergy hit me, but I I had this tremendous coughing spell when we got to, um, I think it was Marrakesh. Like if I breathed in, it would cause this an insane coughing spell. Like I, I couldn't stop coughing. And one of the girls on the trip that I was really good friends with on the trip, she was a doctor and she's like, well, you need some sort of antihistamine. And luck, with my luck, it turned out that on Sundays, pharmacies are not open in Morocco. So I didn't have, I, could, I didn't have access to any sort of pharmacy or any drugstore to be able to get some sort of allergy medication or, or anything over the counter to stop this coughing. It was actually like messing up my, my day because I couldn't stop coughing and people, you know, it's weird to go to a tourist site and you're like, <laughs> like a nonstop. But one of these sisters was a nurse and she had a whole bottle of, what is it? What are the, what are some examples of like, uh, allergy Ibu- not ibuprofen, but mm, like antihistamines. Some random anti yeah. But she had she had a whole bottle of them, right? That a lot of people carry with them. If you're wondering why I don't have any, I don't even carry aspirin. I'm just not a pill guy. But it got to the point with the coughing, I was willing to take something. And this girl who was in our group, she actually had a whole bottle of them. And I this always stuck with me. We're like, even the whole group's like, well, hey, if you have a bottle of them, can you why don't you give one of them to me? And right. you know what she said? She said, no. 
because she might she might and this is like this the last day of the tour if not the second last day she's like no because i i meaning her she might need one for herself later never mind the fact that she had a whole fucking bottle of them and i just remember thinking of that and i thought that's okay dude you're from the states so i i get i get the mentality right because in the united states it's every man for himself. Like if, if a guy's dying on the ground and all you need to do is call 911, more than likely nobody's going to call 911 for you. So I understand the American mentality. Sorry, my American friends. But I, I kind of understood that. But she wasn't a traveler. Because in a, a traveler, you, you, know, you, you really help each other. You stick together because you're in a foreign country. And the group, as a group, when you're a traveler specifically, you always help the group. You wait for people like I was in a, you know, me and two brothers from South Africa, we rented motorbikes in Vietnam and one of the brothers got lost and we had no idea where he was. And we, here we are in Hoi An and dude, we, we didn't just go back to the hotel, even though maybe the missing brother did like we st- stuck around and we went all over town looking for him to make sure we found him. Like as a group, that's the benefit of traveling with a group. You have people watching out for you or if you mm-hmm. go to a bar, like you don't have to worry about getting your ass kicked because you're, again, in a group. So you have that safety and numbers aspect mm-hmm, to being mm-hmm. in a group, too. You, 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 we're making a really good argument here for going, for traveling in groups. Yeah. You're making me want to go. They're fun, me. man. They're fun, dude. Like, when I, when I did Everest, like, we did, I did that as a group of 12 people, and I, that was so much more fun as a group than if I were just by myself, I think. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So there's a good ROI on it financially because it's not just you get to see more of the culture. You also get to meet lifelong friends. Like these brothers from South Africa I met on my Vietnam trip. We are still in touch. A decade later, we still talk to each other. Um, So you come out of it with like these lifelong friends that you'll probably make those friends too solo. Don't get me wrong. Like we said yesterday... You, you tend to, when you're by yourself, you, it kind of breaks you out of your shell and you're forced to meet people. When you're in a group, you just tend to meet more of them. However, the down, slight downside is when you're a group, your friends are most likely going to be the people on the tour group, not local people, which I know is a, a sticking point for some people. Mm-hmm. As our, for some reason, our toilet is bubbling. And after we recorded last night's podcast we got hit with a gigantic earthquake thailand didn't think it was that big but it was 7.6 so there was like a massive tsunami warning and our toilet started making this gurgling noise which we don't really understand what that was all about but yeah, it doesn't smell though at least no yeah i, I thought know. it was maybe like the sewer gas coming up to kill us yeah well that could be mm. so yeah it's, it's it's an interesting you know you can't go wrong either way um they both have their place. I, I love traveling in a group. However, I, just as much as I travel in a group, I also travel, you know, piecemeal. And they're, they're, I've never had a bad experience in either scenario. Right, right. Yeah, I think we touched upon this yesterday. It's like, what, what is culture? What is, what is really experiencing the culture, right? Like, you're, you're, when you're in a tour group, you're just... I think you're just maximizing the fun, it sounds like. You're prioritizing fun, you know, over meeting, meeting locals. You're not meeting locals, really. Is that a fair thing to say in, in a group? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you, do, you do get to meet locals from the aspect that you're going to meet the local tour guides, which they hook you up with. 
and they will set you up a little bit. But yeah, generally speaking, yeah, you're not you're not going to be partying with locals. But I'm going to be honest with you guys, like even if you party with locals as a solo traveler, I'm not sure if it's uh, you're going to be lifelong friends with them as much anyway. And if you are great, um, but you're not missing there. There's something nice about having other travelers, because what I found is. I end up having meeting these travelers around the world on other scenarios. Like how many people I've met on my trips abroad that are passing through LA and I go meet, meet with them. Like mm. Riley from Australia, him and I totally hit it off on my Vietnam trip. And a few years later he's passing through LA and it's like, I went to meet him in Santa Monica and dude, yeah. it was like, it was like nothing had changed. Like we were just like best buds again, even though we just spent a couple of weeks together. So, but if you had met somebody local, which is totally correct, great, obviously, you know, the less likely to happen, right? Because most people you meet locally are not going to be traveling outside of their country like we, you know. Right. Like the sort of social economic aspect, like the group, right, obviously has, like your friend, you know, he had the means to travel, which by default makes it more likely that he'll travel to see you in the future. Yeah, you know? yeah. Versus if you meet a local that makes a normal local wage in their country, it, they might not have the means to leave. But I, I will say, like, one of the great joys I have is when I meet locals and they invite me out to do really normal local things. Yeah. You know? Like, going out to a local restaurant or or sometimes they'll, like, give me a ride in their car or go see a movie together or something like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I got a real kick out of... Just like just doing normal things, so that that's a different type of. Uh, I guess it's what you're looking for in the end, right? I think so, and I think, but I think I think the slight difference is part, what what you need to do. Like when I lived in Mexico, that was the greatest experience of my life still, and that's because I was only integrated with the people that lived there, the Mexicans and the student, the Mexican students, and that was such an incredible year because I was like just part of the culture. However. If I were just there for a week or two, it wouldn't have been that experience, but because I was living there. So I think to really get that immersion, you need to invest like a whole month. And you're generally not going to have a group tour for a month, obviously, right? So if you are going to do a solo trip where your goal is to like acculturize yourself, or is that even a word? Um, be prepared to not just be like, oh, I'm going to fly to Bangkok for two days, but I'm going to do it solo because... I want to learn the culture. I'm sorry, you're not going to learn the culture in two days. Um, but when you're, one thing you did, I think, Andy, and I did this in Costa Rica a couple decades ago, is, you know, I signed up for a Spanish immersion school in, in San Jose, Costa Rica, and that way, you know, you're kind of living the culture. Mm -hmm. You're going to Spanish school there. You're meeting the teachers, other students. You're also meeting other foreigners. But you know, but you, if you really want to do that cultural stuff, you really got to invest more than a few days. Right. And, but, and then that's kind of like, like a little group, essentially, when you join those immersion programs. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Also good. So there, there's a lot of pros and cons to all these, but there are very few, you know, looking, thinking about it, about it, there are not a lot of cons to either of them, really, right? Because mm -hmm. I've never had a bad experience solo, and I've never had a bad experience in a group tour. Except for that bitch that wouldn't give me a fucking. Never mind. <laughs> what, what, what would you do if she wanted to visit you in LA? What would you would you meet up with her? 
Never. I mean, the funny part is, like, we had a Facebook group. After every tour group, we always, like, somebody spearheads creating a Facebook group for our, um, our trip so we can all stay in touch. I think I had spearheaded that one, the Facebook group for our Morocco trip, and I think I kicked her out of the group uh, just for good measure. <laughs> but I was, it's funny, like, the little revenge part of me, which, you know, I've grown up from, I was always hoping, I hope one day she needs something from me so I can just, like, fart in her face. <laughs> but um, anyhow, what goes around comes around. She's 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 probably a terrible nurse because usually nurses are the last people to do something like that, right? Because nurses are very coddling and caring outside of a hospital. But whatever, it's no big deal. What do you think? Should, should we wrap it, wrap up this uh, this cast for the day? Yeah, Thailand and I have been stuck inside for a couple hours due to the rain and general laziness. But uh, skies are clear up, clearer, so I think we kind of hammered home our point so we hope you enjoyed today's podcast we're gonna sign off now and plan a tour for tomorrow uh day tour of course so that's it for now mr international signing off along with thailandy holla at your boy